Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Hey, George, are you ready to talk about six kinds of sex? Yes, Lori, I am. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples in Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. So I wanted to take a second to talk about one of the reviews that we got, which was so funny. This is from Geo Planter. Thank you, Geo Planter, for your five stars. But he says, or she says, my friends and I created a new drinking game. Every time George says the word conversation, we each take a shot of tequila. It's great fun. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a lot of shots, Lori, or not a lot of shots? I, what I do you think? I think that's a lot of thoughts. You know, I take a shot every time you say the word penis. <laughs> but at whiskey, not tequila. <laughs> wow. Is that, do I say penis in conversation a lot or? (laughs) You do kind of. All right. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, but anyway, thank you guys for your reviews. That really does help us. And please follow us on Instagram as well at foreplay underscore radio sex therapy. Today we are talking. Well, before you, before you jump there, Lori, uh, again, I'm trying to think, is it a good thing? Do we want lots of shots? Should I just fire away conversation, conversation, penis, conversation, penis penis penis, 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 penis? Or do we want, you know, a word like, what is it, cumulingus? You know, we could use a word like that that I probably will never use. And, you know, so what do you think safe? Yeah, like, I think if you use that word, cunnilingus, it would like, like boost our ratings for sure. Like, just keep saying it, George. Cunnilingus? Am I saying it right? Cunnilingus. 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 Yeah. Yep. Okay. Shots. Shots. How about some cunnilingus? (laughs) Shots. Shots. (laughs) Why do we have to come up with some hard words or something so fun? (laughs) Fallacia. Again, not another ideal word. (laughs) Fallacia. We're just trying to, they're all a tongue twist, or maybe it has something to do with it. Laurie, what do you think? Exactly. Exactly right, Mr. Fowler. All right. Okay. We are also wanting to introduce you to a colleague of ours on Instagram, the Happy Marriage OU. So you can find them there. And they are some cool people. They're doing stuff on TikTok. And um, they have some really good ideas. And today we just wanted to use their article that they've written on six types of sex, just to see if we could have some fun talking about this. They talk about, let's see. I see him here. Love making, maintenance sex, the icebreaker sex, the five minute window, red hot sex, and scheduled sex. Ooh, okay. Let's let's talk about what all of these might mean so that we have flexibility, right? It's pretty cool that 
you're just opening up space for couples to talk about different types of sex. This don't have to be an exhaustive list. You can make your own list, but that you're just thinking about your own lo- lovemaking skills and what, what different categories might it fall under. Exactly. So when we talk about lovemaking, you know, it may be, right? I have something in my mind and my partner has something in his mind that is different, but kind of the way they're describing it is a long window. You know, you don't have any time constraints. It's meaningful sex. So it's not just playful, but it's, it's also where you're really feeling the love and expressing the love for each other. Yeah. I mean, this is what Peggy Kleinplatz talks about great lovers. You know, when you have a great sex, they're engaged, they're present, they're vulnerable, they're emotionally connected. I mean, this is the love making. This is sex at its best, right? But it's not doable all the time, right? Because otherwise we set ourselves up for these high expectations and we wind up feeling disappointed that, you know, can you celebrate when you have this kind of love making? So much of our podcast is talking about this type of sex, right, Lori? Sure. We're talking about ways to make it better, but I think you're right. Not every experience has to be the exact same and all of it can be great, but we just want you to have a conversation with your partner. You know, what does lovemaking mean to you? Does, is this a type of sex? Is it, as our friends have mentioned, like there's this enjoyment that is physical and sexual and kind of you're sharing everything mm-hmm. together as well as, you know, you're just taking your time, taking right. your time. Well, we talk about best sex, right? Our acronym best for body, emotions, spirit, thinking erotically, right? That, mm-hmm. That's where we think about lovemaking. All of that's kind of online, right? People are in their bodies. They're emotionally connected. They can take risks. They feel this sense of gratitude and blessing. And, you know, they can share their fantasies. They can be kind of really playful with each other, open, curious. So, so much of this is, I think it's, it's so nice to have a healthy picture of what it looks like at its best. And lovemaking is often kind of what I think about in, you know, really great sex. Nice. So, but there's other types of sex too. Absolutely. That really keep us attached and connected because we don't always have the time to do this. They talk about maintenance sex. Oh, and they also actually... Our happy marriage friends talk about maybe a goal of having lovemaking at least once a month. Okay. Okay. Maintenance sex is kind of, right? This is just to keep us having orgasms, keep us relieved of stress, keep us connected on a weeknight, you know, just like, let's, let's just keep it going. Yeah. Again, hugely important. Sometimes you just want to go to bed, right? And have a, have a quickie. And that maintenance sex is, is, is still connecting, right? You're still having an orgasm and holding each other as you fall asleep, but it doesn't have a lot of the intensity, that intentionality of lovemaking. Exactly. And it can be so great. I heard a woman talk recently who said she really liked lovemaking on the weekends and maintenance sex during the week. You know, that that was kind of her perfect blend of staying connected and and having it work in her lifestyle. Right. And there's, there's so much beauty in maintenance sex, especially if you're having sex when, you know, you're not really in a mood, but you know, it's important for your partner and you're kind of willing, we, we can't have maintenance sex take over the relationship, mm-hmm. but just knowing that you're, you know, you're willing to kind of be there for your partner. I mean, that's what love is too. 
So I think that can be a part of maintenance sex. Sure. And we don't want people to have sex when they don't want to have sex, but sometimes maybe it's like just doing it because you want to feel connected or you, mm-hmm. you know, your motive is not necessarily pleasure. It's more about motivated by intimacy and the love that gets created just after one sexual encounter. So I think, right, most people feel more deeply connected after even quickie sex. Yeah. I think that's a good measuring stick, Lori, that afterwards, if you feel better, it was worthwhile. If right. afterwards you feel worse, that's a problem. Right. right? We, we don't want bad sex. There's nothing like bad sex to train us not to want to have more sex. So <laughs> if you're doing maintenance sex for your partner and afterwards you feel worse about yourself, then, then we need to talk about that. That's, that's going to actually create a block and a, a real obstacle into, in your sex life. But if afterwards you're able, you know, get into a mood and, and it was worthwhile and you feel closer, then that, that, that was working. Yeah. And I think that if you ask your partner for a quickie and they are not necessarily feeling desire and they say, sure, I'll, I'll do it for you, I think you should be able to accept that as a gift. You know, mm-hmm. so many, I know a lot of men get hung up, but, well, but she's not really wanting it for her. And it's like, yeah, but she wants to be close to you. She's offering her, you know, offering to make love to you or to have a quickie kind of sex with you because she knows you feel better and then she feels better. And it's, you know, it's mutual. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people get so hung up on, okay, but you have to want it at the exact same moment. And it's like, I don't know, we have busy lives. It's like every once in a while, just maintenance sex. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. A couple I'm working with where, you know, the wife is on her period and the husband wants oral sex. And like, that's something they, they, they bond over. It's something it's her way of making him feel kind of really good. He feels super appreciative. Like she's, you know, giving him something and not getting anything in return. And it's like, it's a win-win for both of them. Right. So we just want couples to be able to have conversations around, you know, this sex that can be these quickies. Yep. And every once in a while, a man can certainly give a woman, maintenance sex if he's not in the mood, right? He can stimulate her, give her oral sex too or whatever. I think that Every- should be a homework assignment out there. Cunnilingus. Come on, say it, George. Cunnilingus. <laughs> shots, shots. Shots. Take some shots. Okay, before we go on break, let's talk about the icebreaker sex. All right. Um, oh, I just think this is so great. You know, if there's a break, gosh, I, you know, if my husband and I go two weeks, it's like, I need icebreaker sex. It's almost like, like I forget how to do it. I need to like, I need to be woken up again. It's like, it's just too long. It's like, let's just do it and get it over with. You know, one, one for the, one for the money, just one day. So help me understand what this is. Icebreaker sex. I just think it's like, just do it. You know, however, if it's been a break and, you know, two weeks, some people would go, God, I love a two week break. What about a two year break? You know, how in the world do we get back into it? So and it's taking distance from sex. It's actually. No, no, no. It's coming back together after the After the distance. distance. Right. Yeah. Like, what do you do? And what I say is like, no expectations, you know, like just use a vibrator, go for broke, you know, do the things that work don't have an expectation of this long, luxurious, sensuous experience. It's like, let's just get the orgasms on the table and break the ice. Okay. 
So there are a lot of couples out there not having sex. There are a lot of couples out 20 there. 20% of having... couples not having sex. Yeah. Right? Oh, George, we have a mission. Mm. They need icebreaker sex. They need icebreaker sex. Yeah, if you're coming back after a break in any way, just say, you know, let's just do it. Because the good thing about just doing it is you often want to do it again. You know, it feels good. This is not like going to the dentist. This is a good thing. And any good therapy is really trying. It's like prolonged exposure. It's trying to get you to face something that you fear. But in facing it, you start to recognize those fears aren't as big as you thought them out to be. Right. right? Couples not having sex have such big fears. Right. Mm -hmm. My partner's going to reject me. It's not going to work. This bad mm -hmm. thing's going to happen. And trying to avoid those fears before you know it, their sex life disappears. Right. So, you know, breaking the ice, sex is saying, Let, let's, let's just get back into bed together. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I've heard you say in a bunch of trainings and just even on the podcast is that if we turn away from the opportunity to have sex or we turn away from an opportunity to connect, our brain kind of forms that as a pattern instead of mm -hmm. making it easier to go forward in sex, which is what icebreaker sex is all about. You know, our brain is now saying, ah, the easier path is to avoid that. Exactly. It's the avoidance is a tricky thing. You know, it feels like I, we got away from something bad. We don't realize the insidious training in that is often that much harder the next time and the next time. Right, and your brain is having success with avoidance. That's what makes this difficult. There's a good reason 20% of couples are not having sex. Right. right? And, and we're really just trying to help them kind of overcome that anxiety that they have for good reasons. And I think that's a great theory. Icebreaker sex, get in a bed. Even if things don't work, it gives you something to talk about. You're confronting the problem instead of just letting it continue. Yeah. Get naked. Get naked and do it. Get naked. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait. Uh, let's talk to everybody about our retreat that is coming up. We're mm. so excited about having this on May 20th, and you want to register at foreplayrst.com or just Google us, Foreplay Radio, and you can find us under the resource section. That's where we are taking registration. We've got a bunch of people already signed up, so excited about that. And this is going to be a great conversation an application of what we've been teaching on the podcast for you and your partner. Good stuff coming, Lori. I'm excited about seeing couples have conversations they've never had before. And it's, it's, it's just so, so humbling to be a part of that. Yeah. And we've had people tell us that they've had breakthroughs, you know, conversations they've never had mm -hmm. in all their lives. And we know, right, because we talk to couples all the time in our private consulting about sex and how they're not talking about you know, their bodies and what their bodies feel during the experience and what their hearts want and what their spirit feels and how they think about sex. I mean, we really help people with questions so that they're sharing with their partner. And it's so much fun that instead of blaming each other, after you come to this weekend, you could just blame George and Lori. <laughs> Couples do that all the time. Well, George said we should talk about it. You can blame me all you want. As yeah. long as it gets you to talk about it, uh, I'm all for it. Me too. Exactly. I really appreciate our partnership with Uberlube. Since I've been doing this show, Lori, they've been a pretty loyal partner. And their mission is the same as ours, to just increase levels of engagement and passion in relationships. And, you know... 
Something's happening, get in the way of that. Use a product, use a tool, use something to make things a bit easier. And UberLube is so, so helpful in helping with that mission. Wouldn't you agree, Lori? I would agree. It makes sex slippery and fun. And I think people should use it, lots and lots of it, maybe before intercourse, during intercourse, after intercourse. You know, you, you can use it on your whole body just to make touching more fun. And we highly recommend it. It's a silicone-based product, and it has vitamin E, which is good for your body. It's a great product that I've been recommending for 20 years. Nice. Slippery. Who doesn't like slippery, Lori? Ooh, slippery. Keep it coming, UberLube. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. Did you like that? Keep it coming. I, Uberlube? That's not bad. I did. I liked it. Lori, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. We are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. It is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny. And they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. All right, Lori, back to this list, this fun way of just getting couples to be more intentional about different types of sex. There's so many different ways out there. The next one, the five-minute window. Woo, give me five minutes and I'll turn you on. That's what it means. So really what we're saying is maybe when your partner asks, do you want to have sex? And you're like, uh, not in the mood right now, but I'll give you five minutes to turn me on and you know, you're just kind of trying to see what would happen if you start making out, start touching, start smushing your bodies together and rubbing around. Just let's see what happens. And I think this is a beautiful way for a person, especially who has a lot more responsive desire than initiating mm -hmm. desire. Right. It's like if you ask them, do you want to have sex? And this women more than men have responsive desire. She may think, gosh, that's the first time I've thought about it all day. No. I don't. But if you say, hey, you know, let's see what happens in five minutes. And if you turn on, great. And if you don't, that's great too. You don't have to worry about hurting my feelings and rejecting me. I'm, I'm willing to take my chances and just fool around a little bit for five right. minutes. So it almost sounds like you're doing a five-minute test to see if you're going to go towards lovemaking or towards maintenance sex. Or towards nothing. I mean, I think this, nothing, is, right. this is the, the opportunity for the person to say, ah, I didn't, I didn't not in a mood. Yeah, I just couldn't right. get there. Couldn't get there. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I, both people have to go in with those expectations that it's okay, whatever direction it goes. Yeah. Right. If your partner's just not in a mood, they're not in a mood and you're trying, that doesn't mean you're not attractive and they're rejecting you intentionally. Their body it's just not, wasn't able to get there. Exactly. I think it would be really helpful, though, if you kind of know some of your five-minute window turn-ons. Right, yeah. You know, to communicate that, like, this is kind of something that usually works for me when you do this. Um, maybe not in the five minutes do you say that, but think about it. Like, this is, I think, our responsibility as sexual partners to grow mm -hmm. and develop our own eroticism. And I, I know for women, so many times, George, 
they've gotten the message that it's wrong or it's dirty or it's immoral to think about what turns them on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just encouraging you, sister, you know, let's think together about uh, it's okay. You know, like what kind of touches turn you on? What kind of words turn you on? What can you think about that like is turn flips the switch for you? I really want you to take a few minutes maybe outside of the bedroom and think about this. And my challenge to you is can you communicate to your buddy, your partner, like these are my turn-ons to try during that five minutes. I like it. Lori's always adding new things. So this is like the five minute thinking about it before you have the five minute kind of <laughs> give me 10 minutes. Here. Give me you know, 10 I, minutes, I do, girl. On weekend, I do this little, uh, a, a bunch of my male friends get together, we do a little work and then we go on this walk. And now that's just walking time is 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 a way for us to like start talking about our relationships, which is pretty funny. And I'm going to bring this to them. I'm going to get their feedback and say, all right, what, what are your tools? Like if you have this five minutes, like what are you going to do? Like, do you even recognize this? I, and again, I'm always surprised in us having these talks, how, how not intentional <laughs> most of us are. Right. So it's, it's really fun to be doing this. Yeah. And I think if you're the low desire male too, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give a clue here. What's the five minute turn on for you? Like, you know, is it hot, hot, hot over the edge that, you know, she needs to come out in lingerie or needs to take you in the back on the trampoline and cover with a blanket yeah. or what's, what's going to turn, what's going to work. I mean, cause it's not just women that sometimes are slow to the starting gate, right? Sometimes men are as well. And even if you're somebody who is usually aroused and turned on, that doesn't mean you can't get more turned on. You still have a five-minute window that would be cool to understand that yourself. Like this would even take you to another level. And I just want to say I love that you're doing this with guys, (sighs) that you go on walks and talking about your relationship. Do they just love you with all these questions that you bring up? So what is your tool, man? How how do you touch her to turn her on in five minutes? Yo. Yo, oh, come you know, on, let's let's hear the New that. York accent talk about this. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be on a walk and, you know, hey, what do I do? We had a fight this morning. You know, my wife had a dream that we, you know, I, I cheated on her. And so, you know, I was like, what are you crazy? You know, so like, what would you do with that? <laughs> How would you, you know, turn that around? How would you see the opportunity to kind of, you know, reassure your wife's fear instead of just minimizing it? Like yeah. these are the little things that none of us ever really talk about, you know? So, so, you know, when we get a chance, right. So instead of telling her she's stupid to, for having that dream, like, what can I say, you know, instead, Hey, you know, I'm sorry that that must've been hard, but you're the most amazing person you know, I'm so happy to have you. And all of a sudden that's leading to what? Intimacy and connection. The whole goal of this walking trip is to increase the number of sexual encounters we have. <laughs> Wait, you and your buddies? Yeah, my buddies. Oh, your yeah, buddies, we're trying they, to, they, we're trying to figure out how to, we're trying to figure out how to increase the numbers. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I actually go on walks and talks with my girlfriends too. And some of my guy friends every once in a while, I'll hear a guy. I have a bunch of buddies out here and they'll say, Hey, Laura, could you meet me at the lake? And we, we just need to 
walk around the lake a couple of times, I'm like, okay, they need to talk about sex and <laughs> ask some questions. That might be a fun podcast for us to do. Bring on some, bring on the guy group and see what they t- what they say when they talk about sex. Okay, which, you you bring the lady on your group? guy group. Yeah, <laughs> we should put the lady group and the guy. Yes. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would be really trying to understand what's going on in those minds. Yeah. We, we often interpret, but our interpretations and imaginations tend to be way off target. So true. Okay. Well, I am excited for your walk this weekend. You can talk about the five minute window with them. All right. Okay. Red hot sex. And again, this is from the happy marriage. OU on Instagram, our buddies there, red hot sex. We all know what red hot sex is, right? Can't get your clothes off fast enough. Woo. Music's pounding. Hearts are pounding. Bodies are pounding. Woohoo. Best sex. I mean, I think when we think about sex, right, this is this is kind of the fantasy. Hollywood sex. Hollywood sex. Yes. Yeah. How do we set the stage? I think everybody wants some red hot sex, but how do we set the stage where both people want it simultaneously? <sighs> yeah, so true. So true. Go dancing. That's my theory. Like I love to go dancing with my husband and and then you're like just, you know, bodies next to each other, music. It's all about sexy stuff. How's Derek's dance moves? He's okay. He's okay. We let's, um, let's say that again. Derek listens to this. <laughs> How's Derek's dance moves? Great. <laughs> they are so great. He's got good moves, man. <laughs> nice. There you How go. are your dance moves, man? You They're and Kathy. All right. They're all right. They need improvement. <laughs> Yeah. You know, to me, he, he learned how to do um, kind of some swing dance for me. And so that's kind of, that's, I think that was a real effort. That's great. I think a lot of men have to recognize the freedom in dancing. Like it's something so important. And, and, you know, most of us are raised to be reluctant and not get on a dance floor and there's pressure and, you know, we're in our head. So I, I think it's, there's a correlation there between, you know, letting go on a dance floor and letting go. In bed. There you go. And I think the way a man moves on the dance floor, very, very sexy, gentlemen. If you if you want to invest in something, that's a good investment. Fred Astaire Dance Studio, here I come. <laughs> Red hot sex. Get your clothes off fast. Again, it's nice to to just have that as a goal. Right? That is a different type of sex that sometimes you just want it to be passionate and you got to set the stage and maybe it's about talking about it. And that kind of builds that anticipation, that excitement. Mm-hmm. So you can get to that place where it's just like, this is the goal. Mm-hmm. Hot sex is the goal. Like how many couples actually set that up as a goal? Mm-hmm. What do we got to do to get to hot sex? A little bit Even though you're talking about why they get that shot. Kamalingus. <laughs> Keep saying it. Our ratings are going to go up. Yep, absolutely. So like that, I mean, talking about that, what do you want to do? Like what's the hottest sex you can imagine having? Let's do that. So how do we go from that red hot sex to the last one? Scheduled sex. Listen, I would rather have scheduled sex than no sex. Yeah. (laughs) You go, Lori. (laughs) I would so much rather have that. I mean, for many years, my husband and I, we had sex on Saturday morning, you know, 
happens. Friday night, we're exhausted. Saturday what morning. What time? Maybe good. I can call you now, right in the middle of that. See what you happens. have. You have yeah. called me in the middle of it. Um, no, I think, you know, scheduled sex can be great because you're thinking about your week. When is the best time of right. the day? I, I think if you're a low libido partner and your high libido partner says, I don't want to do scheduled sex. That sounds awful. You know, first of all, when you do scheduled sex, it doesn't mean the only time of the week you can have sex. Mm-hmm. It just means this is an optimal moment. Let's let's make sure that we set aside time to be together and do that. So, I mean, yeah, to me, we, yeah, you're right. We need to change. I apologize for my boring introduction. Scheduled sex can be right, damn amazing, right? That's what we did when we first met. Date night was scheduled sex, wasn't it? Like, how do we get excited about night. the anticipation? Friday night, sex night. All right, I'm thinking about it on Tuesday. So that that's there's something really important about scheduled sex. Just yeah. knowing it's going to happen, knowing your partner's intentional. What can you do about it? It's so healthy. If you're a couple out there not having scheduled sex, you got to figure that out. And right? it, it makes us feel secure, right? It's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have to think, I don't know when it's coming and, and I just have to like deal with my body in between times, yeah. I mean, I'm going to feel a little fretful and anxious. So just knowing, yeah, Friday night sex is coming or Saturday morning sex is coming. It's like awesome. I can I count think, on that. Yeah. I think it sends such a healthy message to both partners that sex is important. This is a priority, like, you know, oxygen and food is like, we need to put, keep this on our radar and, 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 you know, we're willing to do this to make sure that that happens, that intentionality, damn, that's good stuff. Exactly. And I think if you're the low libido partner, I, I was just about to say this and then I said something else, but it's, you know, at least schedule it for yourself. If you know, Mm. your partner is grumpy, you know, after so many days, it's like, put it on your calendar and get yourself what you need, whether it's rest or a bath or time away to yourself, you know, just a couple of hours so that you feel like you have something to of your own and then you can come back into merger. I, I see that a lot with young mommies. You know, they don't have any, they're potted by their children and they're busy and then their husband comes home and they feel like he's pawing at them and they don't feel like they have anything for themselves. So, right. Definitely schedule it and make sure that you get what you need before you go into it. And then your partner is like pleasantly surprised. Oh, you want to have sex tonight? Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. It looks spontaneous, even though you put it on your calendar. And if you schedule it and it feels like a pressure and you can't get into it because of that, then that gives us something to talk about. They don't have sex and have a conversation. It says, I really want to. And, you know, it's really hard when I can't get out of my own mind or whatever's happening. You know, that also can be a doorway into really being seen and understood in a very different way. I love the flip side that you always bring up, George. Oh, thank you. If it doesn't work that night, then that's the opening of a conversation. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate your support here. Thanks to, oh, we've had a bunch of patrons join us even after we've stopped doing our uh, special stuff for the patrons, which we just appreciate your continued support. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening here. Keep it hot, y'all. Red hot. Red hot. Say Kamalingus. Kamalingus. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. 
All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.